Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. This is author Billy Jones, author of the Everyday Folks book series and creator of Blog Talk Radio, Everyday Folks. It is today, January 24, 2016. And i first like to start by saying thank you for being great listeners and supporting me. As of today, we have close to 1,000 listeners and subscribers to Everyday Folks Radio. That warms my heart, and it pushes me further to provide great information and great insights into the most amazing individuals in America, ordinary, extraordinary people. This past week has been a very special week for me. As I've spoken over the past weeks, I mentioned the points of the books that I'm reading. One, of course, is every volume two, which is later this year, and the second as well the poetry work about the various historic sites around South Florida. I had the honor of visiting the Coral Castle location in South Florida, which is located in Homestead, Florida. And I must tell you, if you haven't been there, please do do take a look at it. Do consider to visiting. It's such a remarkable place, and it has an unforgettable story. So thank you to all the, the, the presenters, tour guides, and owners of, of, of that particular location for welcoming me and my group and allowing us to fully immerse and understand the great story behind its, its building. So with that, I'd like to start with a poem. Then I'm going to introduce a phenomenal man. And this poem is called Reasons for Everything. Today's show is, is, is about our wellness, not only our physical health, but our mental health too. And we have an amazing interviewee who will be joining us for that conversation. But before we do that, I'd like to read this poem to you. It goes like this, titled by the Reasons for Everything. Reasons for everything, like being summoned for jury duty or getting bitten by a snake, like winning the Florida lottery or being stranded in the middle of a lake. Reasons for avian flu, reasons for a job interview loss, or for the Taliban, or a really cool boss. There are reasons for a season and reasons for bad health, reasons for unplanned pregnancy or immense wealth. We never know what life brings just around the bend. We find the greatest foe or the company of eternal friend. I start with that because at the end of the day, we're not good to ourselves, both mentally and physically. How can we be of good to anyone else? And that's regardless of your station and your duty in terms of profession. It has everything with your, to do with your interaction with other humans in this world. And with us today is a man who is going to say, Omar Dichezur. Now, Omar, I think you're online now with us today. So, Omar, would you like to say hello? Yes. Good afternoon. How is everyone doing? Oh, Omar, it's, I really want to say that I'm re- I've been really looking forward to this conversation. We're doing well. And you are. There are a few listeners who are online, and some of them are, are tweeting and, and sending me little messages here on the screen that will be um, asked, I'll ask you as we progress in our conversation. Thank you okay. so much for your time. Sure, 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 sure. Of course, of course. Uh, well, first, I want to say that it is an honor as well as a pleasure to be here on, <clears throat> on this particular uh, Everyday Folks Radio uh, it's my first time, and I hope that I'm able to help whoever's listening. That is awesome. Thank you so much. And, folks, let me share a little bit of this phenomenal man. 
Omar D. Shazier, you can call him Omar D. <laughs> Omar <laughs> is a faculty member at Broward College, Broward College's South Campus. And in his work, he is he teaches wellness and nutrition courses. And I had the opportunity not only to uh, to to talk with him up and, and we speak all the time out of class and we've known each other over the for quite a few years just so happened we also attended this high school and just to see who he is and how he carries himself he is truly an example he may not agree with this for himself but i'm going to say it because i see him often he is truly an epitome of what it means to be physically and mentally together and providing that to others because in his position he has to be able to be of service and be on point in terms of making the impact he needs to make on his students. So, Omar, I want to say you know, salute to you in that. It, I've had an opportunity to sit in your classroom, and I was amazed. We did this last semester, recall? Yes, I do, most certainly. <laughs> your class was full, by the way. What a packed class. And I also want to share that we have some students who overlap, and they all adore you. You truly are an example. One of the things that I got out of that conversation, I was sitting there, as you know, I'm a work in progress too, and I'm yes, the process we all are. of taking care of health. We all are, right? Yes, uh, and so I always say, you are a motivation. You motivate others and you motivate your students. I want to say, I, I can, for our listeners who are on, on around the, the globe list, I've seen various aspects of you and it's been most consistent. So here we'll start with our first, my first question for you. What influenced you to go into the wellness industry? Okay, well, um, Dr. Jones, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, you know, as I have progressed from college into the professional world, I've actually had several big influences. Uh, but starting hmm. back in college, I can remember it was my best friend who basically <laughs> encouraged me to start working out. After that, hmm. it, be, it then became a love of exercise. That love of exercise then actually translated to me earning a degree in order to find out just how important exercise is as well as diet and how they both contribute to not only physical wellness but also emotional wellness as well as spiritual Very wellness. Very true. Also, Very true. Um, I can, yeah, and I can definitely attribute uh, my influences to the – I'm not going to use the word unfortunate because death, I believe, is a part of life. So mm -hmm. something that has definitely uh, influenced me has been uh, the death of both my mother and my grandmother. Wow. And now that that has passed, um, I can now say that I'm also influenced by my students. My students mm -hmm. uh, continue to encourage me to not only press forward, but also push me to become a better person, not only for myself, but ultimately for them. Okay. Oh, what a start. And thanks for sharing something so personal, by the way. Whatever losses lives in. I'm looking, I'm looking at the, the adding the math of head in terms of how many years this, is, this has been in terms of your understanding, your arrival at this, this understanding of self in terms of good and mental health. So you're talking at least a good 20 plus years. Oh, yes. Most, yes, most certainly, yes. I would say that I've dedicated uh, at least 20 years of my life to this concept, and I hope to live beyond 100 years old. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, um, 
the the lifespan of a human being is approximately 120 years. Hmm. And if you stop and think about it, how many people actually live that long? Not very many. Hmm. Not very many. For whatever reason. Right, exactly. So I'm inspired by that. And I wouldn't mind living to be 120 years old because Hmm. you get a chance to meet so many different people. You get an opportunity to see so many things change. And Mm -hmm. ultimately, life is about improvement. Life is about progress. So if I can aim for that goal to be 120 years old, why not? Hmm. Well said. You know, I I shared with this this fact as well with my students a few weeks ago. Last semester, I told them that the oldest living centenarians in the world are in Okinawa, Japan. And mm-hmm. when, when, they, when I mentioned that, they said, well, why is that? And, the, and this was a Time Magazine article that spoke to spoke of these amazing people. And there were several factors that attribute to this. Um, I'll just say two or three, and, and then I'll, I'll ask the question. The first is sure. that they live near a natural body of water had an impact who they are and how that the fact that they would they would grow and receive their own food. They were highly engaged in horticulture and agriculture. Skilled mm-hmm. active. They remain active physically and mentally up into their years. Many of which many of them still living independent lives and not relying on a system or relatives in order to survive or endure each day. And so I asked that question because Many times, we, it's so easy for us to get distracted by the noise out there in terms of, of bad health, fast food, yeah. And, yeah. Um, working additional hours at work, and things yeah. of that nature. So what advice do you get to people in order to drown that noise out? We do an immediate start just to get started on good health. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's the first well, step? You know, that, right. Well, that's, that's a great, great question. And I want to answer that question in three parts. The first part, and I want to say this to kind of, you know, for shock value, Uh and and I'll be clear. If it doesn't grow on a tree, don't eat it. (laughs) Hmm. I'm taking No, actually, I mean, (laughs) like I said, I say that for shock value. But in in all honesty, really what I'm promoting um, is to simply eat more plants. That's really what it boils down to. Eat more plants. I mean, that's three words, and it's very short, it's very concise, and it's easy for people to remember. Hmm. Now, people may say, well, okay, I already eat fruits. I already eat vegetables, and that's great. But today, I want to encourage all of our listeners to simply eat more. Hmm. The second part is simply start exercising more. Exercise Mm -hmm. is extremely important. Believe it or not, diet is first, exercise is second. Mm -hmm. Now, some people will, you know, they may complain about they don't have the time, they don't have the money or the resources. Mm -hmm. But if your health is truly important to you, as it is to me, then you may want to rethink your priorities, you see, If you notice that you're becoming more sick more often, if you notice that you are beginning to gain weight, if you notice just that things just aren't feeling the way that you used to feel maybe a year ago, maybe five years ago, 
then it's definitely time to start exercising. And it's mm-hmm. also time for you to clean up your diet. Mm. And then the third part to this question is feel good. It's feel very good. important mm. that, yes, it's very important that we begin to start feeling better about ourselves. Because believe not, Dr. Jones, it first starts with our emotions. From your emotions, that will then yield your thoughts. Mm. So from your emotions come your thoughts. And from Mm -hmm. your thoughts come your behavior. Mm -hmm. So it all starts with how you feel. And one of the things that I do to make me feel good pretty much all the time is to listen to music. I love Mm -hmm. music. And whenever I drive in my car or I'm sitting at my computer, I'm always Mm -hmm. listening to music because it puts me in a very positive frame of mind. Mm -hmm. And from that feeling of goodness, I have positive thoughts. Mm -hmm. And those positive thoughts then translate into me acting positively. You know, one of the things that I do for my students, well, technically, I don't do it for them. I do it for me. (laughs) Right. Very true. At the beginning of class, I always play music. Good. And and wow. one of my students towards the end of the semester, she, you know, my student came up to me and she says, well, you know, and, and the thing is I have my, my students call me coach. So she mm-hmm. says to me, she says, coach, why are you always playing music? By the way, I love your music. And I said, <laughs> well, you know, believe it or not, it's, it helps to put me in a good mood. And when I'm in a good mood, I can then overflow my goodness onto you guys. Mm. And she says, wow. And so, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who are listening, um, it's all about feeling good. And, you know, mm. to backtrack, so we definitely want to begin to eat more plants. Mm-hmm. That will be your fruits and vegetables, your nuts and your seeds, your beans and mm-hmm. your peas. It's mm-hmm. very, very simple. Part two, we got to start exercising more. We must. Mm-hmm. And part three is to feel good. That's great advice. I, I, um, I wrote everything up here and every you just said you echoed so beautifully to the three plus students who were sitting in your class and I visited back in November. And here's a question I have as a follow to those wonderful ideas and advices. So your background is in nutrition. You just give us a count, give me a recount of what your, your degrees are in. So your background is in nutrition, I believe, and but if you could recount where you got it, that'd be very helpful for me. So I can follow my oh, question. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, my bachelor's degree is in biology. Uh, mm-hmm. My my master's degree is in exercise physiology. Now, mm-hmm. the good thing about having a degree in exercise physiology is that you automatically get a wealth of knowledge for nutrition. So as far as uh, eating different types of foods, understanding how food works in the body, knowing what mm-hmm. foods are best, knowing what mm-hmm. foods aren't the best, is mm-hmm. a great way to be not only healthy physically, but again, I have to go back to spiritualness. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, the foods that you put into your body, they will not mm-hmm. only affect you physically as well as mentally, but let's talk about the spiritual impact of certain foods. What this is interesting. Yeah, what people sometimes neglect is mm-hmm. their nutrition. 
because of time, because of money, and because of circumstances. Today, I want to let everybody know that it is very, very, very simple to be to eat more plants. And the way in which I do it, and again, and the purpose of my talk today is simply share with people what has helped me out on my journey. Recently, I purchased a NutriBullet. Now, for those What's of you who do not know what a NutriBullet okay, a NutriBullet is basically a nutrient extractor. And okay. what it does is, it, think, of, think of it this way. It's, it's a blender, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> that will allow you to put, yeah, it's a blender where you put your fruits, your vegetables, you could put in a little bit of water, a little bit of fruit juice, or a little bit of uh, plant-based milk. <laughs> I must stress that. Um, you simply, you, um, you hit the start button, it blends, and you drink. And this takes so about those, five those to ten minutes. Those are the as seen on TV products. I think I've seen it somewhere, uh, the blend, and I didn't know the new name for it, but it's a great device. Yes, it is an amazing product. And I got to tell you, Dr. Jones, that because of my recent uh, event, which some people classify as a health scare, but I consider it an event, okay. um, I, look, I look at it because it, it, was, it, it has taught me a lot. It has taught me that... Mm-hmm. I need to improve, and one of the areas in which I, I have begun to improve is to actually clean up my own diet. So by mm-hmm. eating more plants, I have actually become healthier. I am probably, you know, and the thing is, in two days, this upcoming Tuesday is my birthday. I'll be 42 years old. Wow, congratulations. Thank you very much. And I got to tell you that at 42, I am healthier than I've ever been in my entire life. Wow. Wow, Omar. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. And so um, so that would be my first recommendation. Everybody go out and buy a Nutribullet. <laughs> okay. <that's, laughs> okay. Uh, number two, okay, now I do have another recommendation that I think that a lot of people will enjoy because it actually mm-hmm. uh, doesn't involve very much physical activity. And that there is a movie out. It's called Forks Over Knives. Mm-hmm. I'll repeat I know that. what you're it's talking called, about. Yes, Forks Over Knives. And really what mm-hmm. the movie is about is it talks about all of the health advantages and benefits of eating a whole food plant-based diet. Mm. You know, in the movie they talk about how eating a whole food plant-based diet can help eradicate many of the diseases that plague all types of people. Number one would be heart disease. Mm-hmm. Number two would be cancer. Number three mm-hmm. would be diabetes. And number four would be obesity. Wow. Yes. And the interesting thing is that those are the four big ones. And what most people don't realize is that life is simple. All you have to do is eat more plants. <laughs> Believe it or know, not. Oh, oh. You know, Omar, and that, that's, it is really that simple. And we live in South Florida, and many yeah. individuals now in the nation, they're frozen, they're snowed in. And, but, yeah, mm-hmm. we live in South Florida. Even on a cold day, we're able to go and get local produce and support our local ag- agri-science uh, industry to get these products. So I think there's an advantage, but yet mm-hmm. we but yet we, we do see what we see. And one of the things that I hear very often from people is that it's so costly. 
that that eating healthy these things can be quite costly how do you how, how do you respond to such statements or or, or or questions rather whether in classroom or out in your industry from people who well I don't want to do this but unfortunately it's very costly right okay well let me address that in several different parts okay. uh, number one is I have to say this that again let's look at your list of priorities mm-hmm. is health on the top of your priorities, or is going out to buy a new pair of shoes higher on your priorities? Good point. Also, let's talk about the price of fruits and vegetables whenever you walk into a grocery store. Mm-hmm. Recently, I read an article that says that frozen fruits and vegetables are actually more nutritious than fresh fruits and vegetables. Really? Plus, they're more convenient. Oh, most certainly. Why? Well, How and the, why is that? Okay, great question. When fruits and vegetables are picked, normally mm-hmm. they are picked when they are at their most ripe point. Now, okay. fruits and vegetables, they are frozen at that state, you see? So all the nutrients uh, are locked in. Now, fresh vegetables, they have to travel from the farm, right, to the grocery right. store. And then when you decide to walk into the grocery store, purchase it, take it home, and then eat it, a few more weeks may go by, you see? So while that banana, while that apple, while those grapes are sitting in your refrigerator or on your kitchen counter, unfortunately, oxidation is taking place. And during the process of oxidation, the nutrient content is reducing. Mm-hmm. So for all of our listeners, I would actually recommend that you eat a combination of both fresh and frozen vegetables and fruits. And the cool thing about a Nutribullet, the Nutribullet is able to mix up those frozen vegetables and fruits just as well as the fresh ones. <laughs> mm. Very good so point. That again. Well, you, this past Monday, I shared this with you earlier when we chatted briefly. I had the mm-hmm. pleasure of visiting Coral Castle in Homestead. And Coral yeah. Castle, um, at, for those who heard me earlier, uh, it's a it's a historic site in South Florida by Edward Mead Scotland in ni- from 1923 to 1951, early 20th century, um, America and in particular South Florida. And I bring this to you, Omar. Here's here's the thing. He mm-hmm. his, he was a man barely or four feet 11. He was small mm-hmm. in stature, a little over 100, shy over 100 pounds. He, mm-hmm. His diet was entirely a plant diet. He did not consume meats. He ate fresh fruit, primarily bananas. Other meats and other things of that nature were luxuries. But his entire diet, his palate, primarily was, was, was plant-based. And this is early 20th century. We're talking about 100 years ago. In a time yeah. when even still, Florida was what it was. Hurricanes were taking place through the community. There was also instability in terms of questioning if this is a great place for people to settle their lives. It had Native American influence on it. So all of this was going on, but yet he did what he did, a tropical environment, in the hopes that it would help improve his health. And so here we are talking 100 years ago. This is what this man did. You give your students a challenge. When I sat in your class, you told your students, Went to the grocery store. This was their assignment. They were to go on the grocery store and they were required by there was a list of items called 
it's the odds that they were required to get. You also prescribed some awareness to them in terms of the title items in the report. They had to get some feedback and actually use those items in an actual recipe. And it all is based around what you're talking about in terms of a healthy and more so a plant-based diet. Could you talk about that, please? Oh, most certainly. Yes. Um, the, the assignment that I give to my students is called the No Meat Day Challenge. I'll mm. say that again. It is, the, it is called the No Meat Day Challenge. Now, for, for our listeners, this is not an opportunity for you to eat cookies, cake, pies, and donuts all day. <laughs> because that's <laughs> all right. There is no meat in those particular foods. <laughs> okay? But the premise is to eat whole foods uh-huh. minus animal products. So that also includes anything that comes from an animal, such as butter, such mm-hmm. as eggs and even whole milk as well. Now, what I task them out to do is to go to the grocery store and actually purchase about 20 different plant-based foods. And this is very simple. All you have to do, you go to the grocery store, and you spend all of your time in the produce section. Stay away from the aisles. Because you know what you find up and down the aisles, Dr. Jones? What would you find? You find... You find bags, boxes, and cans. And that's basically, all the that's, yes, that's where all the synthetic foods are. That's where all the chemicals are, you see? Mm. So what I'm, what I'm challenging my students to do is just for one day, for 24 hours, mm-hmm. eat nothing but what nature provides. That's all. And some of the results that I get, well, I felt better. I had a little more energy. I had to go to the bathroom a few times. <laughs> and that's a good thing. And, you know, and, 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 and not to be grotesque um, or anything of that nature, but ladies and gentlemen, one of the things that I would like to say to everyone today is that you should have bowel movement at least once a day. If you're not, then check mm-hmm. your diet. Honestly and truly, having a bowel movement simply means that the body is getting rid of waste. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're not having a daily bowel movement, then what that means is that your body is holding on to waste. And that is a contributing risk factor to many of of the disease that we have today, especially cancer. One of the ways, and, you know, and if you are in that population of people who don't go once a day, Mm-hmm. then, again, I would encourage you to eat more plants. Why is that important? Fiber is important. Mm-hmm. Fiber Very is true. the one, yes, fiber is the one component of fruits and vegetables, or we can say plants in general, that helps to not only promote a bowel movement, but it also helps to reduce our blood cholesterol levels. So, Dr. Jones, if there's anyone in your family or listeners, if there's anyone in your family who has any type of heart disease, then, again, I would stress consuming more fruits and vegetables, not only for the nutrients but also for the fiber content. This is very, very important stuff. So our body already produces enough cholesterol that we need. Am I right in saying that? Yes, you're absolutely correct. Our liver 
manufactures all of the cholesterol that the human body needs. Now, some people say, well, why does the body need cholesterol in the first place? Right. What we have to understand is that cholesterol is a type of fat. And it is a, and, and, and actually, it is a type of fat that basically helps to keep our cells healthy. Okay? Now, the problem, and this is why it's so often vilified in the media, is mm-hmm. that the second source is from the foods that we eat. Now, what people have to understand is that cholesterol is only found in animal products. So what is an animal product? An animal product is any product that you consume that comes from an animal. So if it's an animal that lives on the earth or if it's an Uh animal that swims in the ocean, Mm -hmm. it contains cholesterol, you see? And in the American diet, we unfortunately eat way too much meat as well as other animal products such as uh, cow's milk, eggs, you see, yogurt. So in essence, if it comes from an animal, it has cholesterol. Plants, on the other hand, do not have cholesterol. That's so true. And and you yourself, you mentioned early in our conversation that you promote a healthy plant-based diet and you try to do that yourself. Are there moments, however, when you you get distracted from from the regimen? Of course, of course. <laughs> I <laughs> okay. Let now, now now here's the thing, Dr. Jones. I don't want to come <laughs> off as being self righteous, and I don't no, want to come off as being not at all. Not at all. <laughs> okay. Great. I wish people could see there. See, I I know you, and I I I see what you look like, and I wish people could they can see that he folks he really does follow this through and through, and I'm just so. And we're the same age. And I look at him, and I'm thinking, gosh, I'm taking notes. I'm trying to get my game right <laughs> myself. And, and he's and you're just such a pleasant person. And I would say, wow. It's, and I'm pretty high energy, and I'm high strung. And I said, gosh, Omar is so calm. You're like water. <laughs> and I always wonder if it was if it's attributed to your diet and your outlook. And the answer is yes. But there are moments when moments when you get distracted, like the holidays, for instance. How do you? How do you weather that? Or what do you recommend sure, sure, to people sure. in order to, to get through that? Okay, no, that's a great question. Um, you know, Dr. Jones, I'll be completely honest. I'll be as transparent as I can. Every other month, I do what I call a donut run. <laughs> <laughs> I do love, explain. <laughs> I love Krispy Kreme donuts. I do. Really? I really, really do. Oh, I love them. Oh, my goodness. So now I only do this every other month where I go, okay. I purchase a whole dozen, right? And now I used to, now this is in the past, I used to actually eat the whole dozen in one sitting, <laughs> believe it or not. Wow. But now I scale back. <laughs> and so now it takes me a few hours <laughs> to eat the whole dozen. <laughs> and the thing is, yeah, and the thing is, you know, I have to go back to how I was raised. I mean, what is it? The other day I was just talking to my nephew who's only 12 years old. His name is Sebastian. And Uh I said to him, Sebastian, do you know how to cook? And he's like, no. I told him, I said, Sebastian, when I was your age, when I was 12 years old, my grandmother already taught me how to bake a pie. You see? So I grew up with 
a heavy, heavy love for sweets. And I'll say that today, Dr. Mm. Jones, I have a sweet tooth. But the way in which wow. I control it, and, 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 and I hope that I can offer you know, other people this advice, is the, the sugar content that's in the cookies, the cakes, the pies, and the donuts, and the brownies, and even the ice cream, all these you know, lavish and luscious desserts that we love so much, the sugar content, unfortunately, is way too high. So to bring mm-hmm. that down, what I like to gorge on oftentimes are fruits, you know, like grapes. I love yeah. grapes. Me okay? too. Um, I love, now, oranges are great, but I love a particular type. I like navel oranges. Those are amazing. Mm. And mm. one of the, yes, and one of the things that, that, that gets people into trouble is mm-hmm. when they're at work or when they're just out and about and they get hungry, you see, and to cure that hunger, people oftentimes, okay, well, boom, there's a McDonald's on the corner. I'll just, you know, turn in there and I'll just right. grab something to eat. What has helped me on my journey is to carry fruit around with me. Me too. How about carrying an apple? And yep. when you get hungry, eat the apple. That's right. So you not only save time, you're saving money, and at the same time, you're making yourself more healthy. Mm. So, again, it has to go back to your priorities. How important is your health to you? If it's very important, then you'll begin to implement changes. If it's not important, then chances are you won't. But I hope that our talk today. Yes. It does. It does, Omar. And changes, it, you can't change overnight. This past, exactly. these past four weeks, I have been on, I called in 2016, my Get Fine tour. It's my Get right. Fine tour because, <laughs> because of the fact that, hey, I want to be, I just want to live better and be healthier. Secondly, yes. I also want to be an example to my students and to my family as well. And so far, yes. this past four weeks, this is my fourth week now on doing the, a lot of the things that you're describing. I have lost about four or five pounds, and it's, and it's showing. I'm fitting jeans that I wore three or four years ago at our 20-year our reunion. I can fit in them again, and there's extra room now. And it's just motivating. Congratulations. Thank you Good. very much. Yeah. You know, and I, I share that because it all takes sacrifice. And this is to our listeners out there. If you, you, We are down, down toward the last half, less than half an hour in our show. If you're interested uh-huh. in calling in and speaking to me, and most importantly, Omar D., our call-in number is 347-539-5372. Again, that number is 347-539-5372. And if that doesn't work, you can always email me, and you can message me from my author webpage, which some of you are doing right now. In fact, Omar, I have a question for you. It's actually there's sure. a question here. And I'm fumbling through the, I wrote it here as well because I see it on the screen because several are jumping in. It's from Marlo S. from Milwaukee. And she okay. asks, he or she, because Marlo is a gender neutral name, um, the, the, the listener asked the following question to you. Uh, it's asked, what brings you happiness, Omar? How do you find it? Okay. And I guess this question is directed um, for you. You could take it however you want. Of course, of course, of course. Um, okay, well, Marlo, I want to thank you for the question, and it's a pleasure talking to you. And so uh, happiness for me, and again, I'm only sharing what has you know, helped me on my journey. Happiness okay. for me is a, is a concept. And the way in which I have developed happiness 
is basically to cover what I call are the four pillars. And this is something that I really try to focus on in my class. My four pillars, and again, this is only for me, number one will okay. be physical wealth. Okay. okay. That is me taking care of my, my nutrition and, of course, my, uh, my exercise. My second okay. pillar is interpersonal wellness. Now, what interpersonal wellness is really about is relationships. You know, the other day, and, 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 and Marlo, I'm definitely going to um, talk about my, my other two pillars, but I really want to go into the interpersonal wellness slash relationships a little more for you. Uh, the other day in class, I, I, I asked my students, I said to them, who in here is in a relationship? And I would say about half the class raised their hand. Mm-hmm. And so I just picked on one student. And I said to, to him, I said, okay, so what type of relationship you, are you involved in? And so he says, well, I have a girlfriend. I said, okay, mm-hmm. great. And so I said to him, I said, and without giving away his name, and we'll just use the, the name John, for instance, I said, okay, well, John, do you understand that that is only one type of relationship that you're involved in? He says, really? I said, yes. What I would like for people to start doing is reconceptualizing the term relationships. Because Hmm. what we have to get beyond is just falling in love with the person that we're having sex with, you see? Mm. Dr. Jones, today I want to say that we are in all types of relationships. But first we and are. foremost, we are in a relationship with ourselves. Very and, and one of the most important the most important relationship, I feel. Yeah. Most certainly. We're also in a relationship with our family members, your mom, your mm-hmm. dad, your brothers, your sisters, your aunties, your uncles, your cousins. You're also in a relationship with your friends. And then of course there is that one relationship with your significant other. Right. And so I have to stress to my students that in order to be happy in a relationship or in order for the health, the, the relationship to be healthy, what I try to stress to them are my three no's. And, again, this all ties back into the concept of happiness. Okay. No demands, no expectations, and no judgment. Hmm. Repeat, can, can you repeat that one more time? Of course, of course. I'm seeing these, by the way. Sure, of course. In order for your relationships to be healthy, these are my three no's. No demands, mm-hmm. no expectations, and no mm-hmm. judgment. And they're so easy yet so hard. Do you agree? Oh, I totally agree. And what our listeners have to understand, and and Marlo, I have not forgotten about you, is that life is a journey. And I've been doing Mm -hmm. this now for 20 years. And so Mm -hmm. at this point in my my 42nd year of life, I'm at this point. And so I understand that other people are at different points in their journey, you see. So if people agree with me, great. If people do not agree with me, then you absolutely have that right to. But again, this is how I find happiness. That was my other wonderful response. Wow. 
Thank you. Thank you. Continue. Continue, please. Okay. My third pillar is financial wellness, which of course has to do with money. You know mm. what? You know how do people describe? And and again, let's go back to a relationship. You know okay. how is your relationship with money? What type of expectations do you have about money? What is your belief system about money? How do you manage your money? How do you spend your money? How do you save your money? How do you invest your money? You see, and that's what you say, Omar. People think that if you have more of it, they'd be better off. Just obviously the case. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then the our last pillar. Yes, you're absolutely right. And then my 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 fourth pillar. And I must go back to this, and I have to be honest with you, Dr. Jones, this is probably my favorite one, is spiritual wellness, Mm. you know? And, you know, and when I talk to my students, and even when I Mm -hmm. have just a regular conversation, you know, some people, I don't want to say most, but but I'll use the word some. Some people have no idea about what spirituality is. And to help out all of our listeners, um, I'll just simply give you a very textbook definition. And it's basically the connection that you have with yourself, with the people that you know, and also your surroundings. So if you're willing to develop a better connection with yourself and with your people and with your environment, then that's the mm-hmm. quick way for you to become more spiritual. Mm-hmm. So how do we do that? Number one is th- is by accomplishing your goals. You know, people say, well, I want to be happy. Okay, great. But we have to find out what brings you happiness. Does sitting down watching TV bring you happiness? Then great, sit down and watch TV. Does going outside and jogging a mile bring you happiness? Great, then go outside and jog a mile. Does sitting down and writing a book bring you happiness? Then by golly, do that. Would and you say, though, another, if, if I can cut, a, cut in there, for, i gotta, I got to ask this follow-up question related to that. But also, right. we have to be very careful in, under, in defining what we mean is happiness because at some point, some people may find happiness in other ul- ul- ulterior motives or activities such as drugs, other types of addiction, and yeah. those things obviously can lead you down other ways. I, I just wanted to ask the question to you in terms of that. We say whatever it is that makes us happy, we do it. But how do we how do we discern what's good or not? Do you have uh, any advice on that? Of course, of course. Let's go back to our feelings. You see. If people are using substances <laughs> such as drugs, such as alcohol, <laughs> food, right? If they're using those vices as an avenue for happiness, think <laughs> about how long the happiness lasts, right? Chances are the happiness, or shall we say the emotion of happiness, will only last a short term. You see? So, therefore, we have short-term happiness. Right. However, if you are engaging in more, let's say, therapeutic activities, right, like writing mm-hmm. or maybe journaling, mm-hmm. 
or maybe it's going to visit someone, maybe it's going to visit a relative or to pick up the phone and call a friend that you haven't talked to in a while. I believe that those types of activities, you see, or or if you have a business and you simply devoting more time to your business, I believe that those types of activities produce long-term happiness. Why? Very true. Because those activities will give us not only something to feel good about, but they also they give us that feeling of being connected to something that's greater than us. Mm. That's well said. And that explains why you and I both do the things that we do. If there's so many other things we could do, but we choose to. Like I said, it's all priorities. We, we we commit ourselves to the very things that we feel are deemed are essential or important for our lives in that moment. And some people are committed to good and bad things. But what you commit to, especially those things that are good for you, and have long-term effects, positive impact, and as well as a drawing impact on other people. Because other people, as they see you winning in these things, they do get inspired to to make a difference in their lives or or even jump on the bandwagon of happiness, too. So that's a very good point. I just wanted to acknowledge that. Sure. No, no, no. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I cut you off earlier, and I wanted you to come to the points. You were mentioning the three, when you were talking about spiritual, the formula, which was spiritual, your spiritual wellness points you wanted to mention. Yes, yes. Uh, sure. My 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 second point was, um, and this is something that that comes from one of my spiritual counselors. Her name is Iyala Van Zant. I love that. Okay. Woman. Actually, I call her my spiritual mother. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things that she always talks about is having an attitude of gratitude. I like that. I In like other words, yeah. Doctor Jones, being thankful being appreciative of what we have, but always knowing that Mm -hmm. something greater is in the future for us. You know, if we want to take Yeah. You know, if we want to take the conversation back to weight, you know, or shall we say physical appearance, you know, um, people, either people that are not comfortable with themselves, they'll look at themselves in the mirror and they will fault themselves to death. I'm to that. I'm to this. I'm to that. You see? And they will have such a negative impact on their own psyche to the point where their self-esteem is very, very low. Ultimately because they don't, because they have little self-acceptance. You see? But Mm -hmm. having an attitude of gratitude can help take people away from that. You see, if you're that overweight person and you look in the mirror, why can't you simply say that I'm perfect and I'm getting better? You see, I may have a big stomach, but that's not to say that it can't get smaller. I got Mm. wide hips, but that's not to say they can't get smaller. You see, I have, I'm, I'm bald, but so what? So we're half of the other men who live on planet Earth. That's true. So it's about recognizing who we are and enjoying that person in the mirror. You know, Michael Jackson said it best. Look at the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror. Mm -hmm. So when you have an attitude of gratitude, Dr. Jones, 
It's about appreciating what we have. We have air to breathe. We have water to drink. We have food to eat. We have people who love us. And believe it or not, if you have an attitude of gratitude, you know what the universe will send you in return? More things to go for. That's right. I've seen her activity in my lifetime. Over the past 10 plus years, I say, you get what you put out there. So if you put out well, negative stuff, expect the return. But if you put out good energy and good stuff out there, the the, the gifts, the, the payback is so beautiful. And don't look for it because it comes naturally. Mm-hmm. So therefore, mm-hmm. when we're doing these good acts, these these good acts and, and putting this happiness out there in positive energy, don't do it for the sake of uh, of, of receiving, but do it for the sake of living. I, I think that 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 entire thing you just said and your your spiritual um, guide provided you attitude so important. We all have, I always say this, we all have something that the person has that we want. And so, therefore, it doesn't mean that I'm sitting here and I'm or I'm judging, nor even more so, I'm jealous of James. But what it does say is be grateful for what you have. Because there's so many other gifts. We can always point out every day. We can point out all the things that aren't working. Let's talk about the things that do. Exactly. And that in itself is, is part of the, the, the moving forward process and the growth process of anything, pretty much. Omar, we're, coming down right, to, we're coming down to the last 10 minutes. You have been awesome in every way. You are so in. In fact, as as I'm listening here, I want to read some of the the tweets or, or I should say comments. They're not tweets, so my apologies, Twitter. <laughs> but a few comments that I'm receiving on folks things and identifying, but I want to read some of the positive feedback. Uh, Omar, when are you going to do a show? <laughs> <laughs> good question. Uh, good feedback. Very um, thought provoking. Makes me want to do better with my life. Uh, third of this popped in. I'm feeling this. Uh, hashtag success. I mean, this is the stuff that I'm reading on the screen, and it, it's quite beautiful. And that's a good question. It's a good time for us to ask what's next on the in store for you. You're 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 teaching. You were also doing personal training over the years. You also are a great speaker. You in and community, and and you presented your professional communities. What is it? What's in store for you? What's what do you have planned in the next anywhere between one to five years? How can and how can we support your efforts? If that if that's something that you'd like for us to consider. Okay, okay. Well, what are my future plans? You know, Dr. Jones, on my journey, um, I have learned that it is important to go with the flow, to take mm-hmm. the path of least resistance, to mm-hmm. focus on the yeses of life and not the noes. So I am fully grateful for the relationship that I have established with you. And I want to, and, you know, and, and I don't know how this is going to sound, but Dr. Jones, I want to continue to ride your coattails, <laughs> okay, <laughs> because I look at you as someone that I aspire to be like, believe it or not. So, Thank you so much. Of course, you have had a very positive influence on my life. And so what I've, and so what I've learned is to go with the yeses, listen to the noes, but always make sure that you can make improvements because ultimately mm-hmm. life is about improving. 
Now, on you know, in addition to those things, um, I definitely want to develop a wellness club at Broward College. You know, mm-hmm. I want to uh, become a leader uh, in this whole concept of wellness. And mm-hmm. I believe that by helping our younger generation, um, help them improve their relationships with themselves and with other people, mm-hmm. help them improve their their physical wellness, then mm-hmm. ultimately they will become better people overall, regardless of what their major is. Mm-hmm. Um, and believe it or not, I, I, I actually have some, some, um, some musical interests and I have some entertainment interests as well. Um, I don't necessarily want to let the cat out of the bag yet, but okay. um, I will definitely keep people uh, posted on my Facebook page. Aww. And if you want to follow me on Facebook, yes, 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 yes. Um, if you're interested in following me on Facebook, um, just simply look me up. It's Omar Dishajor. That's that's it. Nothing special. Well, not 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 that it's not special, but nothing, uh, shall we say, uh, uh, too complex. <laughs> just my name. What I'm what we will what we will do here at, at EF. Uh, network what we're going to do is promote you you're we're going to post you on our page and okay. go and on my author web page have that thing that fully support as you know i want to make sure folks are able to follow you up folks you omar d is the real deal and i say that because what you just heard for the past hour this is not just textbook script information or insights these are the thoughts and the actions of a man who has seen it, done it, and wants to do more. And it's not about self. Omar and all that he does, he always takes others along. And Omar, I just want to say this to you. You have been a pure joy to have on air. I also offer this as well. You're just engaging, and the feedback that I'm getting from folks here is pretty astounding. I take calls because I didn't want to interrupt what you were doing so well, which means I need to bring you back for more conversations of this nature. I feel that many people around the nation do want to get to know you more, and we here at Everyday Folks, I especially, I want to be part of your agenda as well. So I'm going to be writing your tailcoat to make sure that we provide a platform for you to get your message out there. And I think that it, it ultimately, all of this work that we're talking about, if we have people who live better, eating better, working better, they become good citizens. It promotes the stewardship, the positive and great stewardship of citizenship. And so I want to say thank you. Thank you for your time and your interest. Uh, and, and we are bringing you back, so don't hide from me. <laughs> I of course not. No, 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 no. So you're such a scholar and a gentleman from soul to soul. We say thank you. words you want to say to your audience, the audience who's been listening here? Yes. Um, well, again, audience, ladies and gentlemen, uh, all of my brothers and sisters that are out there, um, the one message that I would like to leave with everyone today is let's start developing better relationships. Number one, we have to start with ourselves. Number mm-hmm. two, we have to start with the people that we that are most close to us. And number three, with our community as a whole. Omar, you are awesome, and definitely we're going to be doing more great things together, not only on air, but in our community. Thank you so much for your time, and we'll be touching okay? Thank you very much for listening, and thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Take care. Take care. Folks, who you just heard, and that was totally unscripted, 
Omar DeShazer, wellness professor at Broward College located in, in South Florida. Omar reminds us again and again that we all can commit to something and we all prioritize our lives to the things that we feel are deemed most essential in our lives for that moment. But the one thing that we should always commit fully to is our physical and mental health. And the advice he provided is all the lived truths that he abides by and that he provides to his students and to others in the community who are willing to listen in terms of good health. As we come to our close here on Everyday Folks Radio, BJ Speaks, just want to thank you for all of your support over the past few weeks as we continue to improve and enhance these stories. I created this platform because I wanted to provide a forum for ordinary yet extraordinary people to have their messages heard. And what you've been hearing over the past few weeks is just that. As we continue to grow this platform, you're going to meet a host of individuals from different industries, different careers, genders, backgrounds, and philosophies. And the goal here is to provide them the means, above all the vehicle, to be able to share that with other people around the globe. As, as I look out in 2016, I realize that this year, I said this to one of my dearest friends, uh, my, my other sidekick, and she may be listening, and this is Kip, uh, who's, who she and I, we work together on occasion on our own show and as well as on other projects in the community, and I've known her since childhood. We talk about the, the, the hows and the whys of life and the, the what's that people do, but the one thing that is true is that we, we find ourselves again and again reflecting on and doing our checks and balances to see where we're at. And that's so important. And the more people that you surround yourself with, that makes it even more so. So as I interview these individuals, I'm taking notes. And these notes are helpful because they help inspire the stories that I write. Everyday Folks comes out later this year, and I promise you that this is going to be a great story. What I also promise you is that by April 2016, on my author webpage, I'm going to be releasing two things. One, a, a free story. One, one, a free story to our audience from our books to get a sneak peek that you can download for a limited time. And then secondly, I'm going to be announcing hopefully a contest, a contest that will encourage more aspiring writers and also veteran writers to communicate, showcase their interests, and express themselves within the platform of everyday folks. So more to come. I hope you'll be tuning in and supporting my efforts. Lastly, I have planned for us over the next a few weeks is an area of people who are going to just astound you. Coming up next is a guy who a personal, another personal favorite of mine, David Alexander, who is an artist and he's who's designing great things for folks. But it's beyond that. It's about the things he does. He has a phenomenal story and great to give out to others. So I'm looking forward to that conversation within the next week. As well as a psychologist, my colleague, Dr. Edrika Richardson, who's a clinical psychologist. She's going to be talking about healthy relationships and communication, all that good stuff we need in order to maintain the relationships that we have. Until then, I want to say thank you for listening to Everyday Folks Radio, and we thank you so much for your support. Tune in next Sunday on July, January 31st for interviews.